Hello, Chris. Oh, what up, big dog? Oh, that's the sound you make when it's time to podcast. Well, you know, if, if you had to talk to you as much as I do, you'd have the same reaction. Mm, you know, you don't have to. You love to talk to, to, to TJ, don't you? I do. I know I do bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just sitting here, you know, my last day in Atlanta, my peaceful parents' home, and my father has dropped off a stack of probably 500 pages of expenses for me to go through and highlight the ones that are business-related. And, man, let me tell you something, bro. This time last year, I was living the fucking dream. I was in south of France, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and now I'm in my parents' peaceful home going through 500 pages of expenses with a highlighter. Um, Life comes at you fast when it's, uh, when it's, when your dad is an accountant. It's true. It's true. And he's like, I need it, you know, I need it done today, you know, so I have to, I'm, I'm doing it and, uh, you know, I'm getting through it. I'm actually making a lot of progress. I had a lot of stuff on my checklist, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. What, uh, what types of discoveries or, or realizations are you unearthing going through your year of spending? Well, it's the same thing every year, Jason. It's, I'm an idiot. Um, and <laughs> uh, that, that's it really. And, you know, I'll never be able to cr- create true wealth because I like to spend money on things that I don't shouldn't be spending money on. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are, what are the very- problem areas though? Footwear and juice press are two main areas that I, <laughs> I, I could work. I could work on. Um, and I mean, I guess travel, I don't need to work on because that is actually beneficial and, and most often, uh, you know, work related. Uh, yeah, and I guess for for this year, travel the travel issue has been worked on for you by uh, by a cool virus. Yes, the virus has stepped in and said, "Chris, we need to curb the spending, uh, mm-hmm. calm down." So yeah, so I just you know it's been a humbling afternoon. You know, um, I had to mm-hmm. hit the UPS store. You know, I got a pack. I just got a lot of a lot of stuff on my list. You so know? you so tomorrow you you are you are heading heading west. To Los Angeles, uh, yeah. Which, which, uh, once again, I've picked an incredible time uh, to move myself um, during this, <laughs> this, this, uh, this moment in, in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal- California seems to be on the verge of a meltdown, but maybe that's always how California is. E- yeah, it is. I mean, it, it it definitely is on the verge. the The tensions are higher, and the 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 summer of fun and and kind of relaxed restrictions is definitely gone by the wayside. We, I think the people who are, the people who care and the people who are a little bit more vigilant about all of this are definitely pissed because there's a strong chance that we could go back to, you know, parks being closed and beach, you know, because that was a big thing. Like, Everything was, you know, like okay, it's fine. Like we, I, we don't need to go to Nordstrom's right now, or, <laughs> or, or what, you know. So, so much of of the closures were not that big of a deal. But, even, but when they were like, hey man, you guys can't Places. even sit in this big park. Like you, you can't do that. Then that's when people started being like, oh, this is like, this is like serious, serious. Like we have nothing to do, and now on top of that, we can't even just like sit in an empty grass field um so that that should be interesting hopefully it doesn't happen 
Well, you should call your cousins in Orange County and tell them to stop going to fucking, you know, the, the <laughs> bar for tequila shots when it's, you know, we're just not, we're just not there yet, you know. Um, but I yeah, mean, I, I want to talk. I want to talk about that when we have our guest a little bit more about, you know, just reshaping the way we we think and and the way we desire so deeply to like go to a bar. Um, I think that's gone in a lot of people. I think we just needed to not be allowed to go to a bar for a few months for everyone, at least for people, you know, in in my age range. Um, you know, once you once you're out of the partying phase of your twenties, or you know, college student age. When are you going to get there, Jason? <laughs> look, I I just look young, but I'm actually not that young. But um, <laughs> to just be like, hey, man, like. I just don't, I don't want, you know, people don't want to be around other people that much anymore. Um, I would agree with that. I, I experienced um, it yesterday. I went, there's like a local Mexican restaurant here and, and we went and picked up food for dinner yesterday and there were, there were, they have like a little outdoor patio area that people were allowed to kind of sit and, and eat and also drink beers. And there were two I experienced two drunk guys like harassing my girlfriend and I yesterday. And like, I was like, like I, I have not had, I haven't felt that in a long time. Like harassing you for what? Just being like tall and goofy or like your clothes or like what, what was the harassment they were, based on? They were just kind of like two, two guys that were really just kind of picking for, picking a fight and hoping to just, I don't know, try out their, their Muay Thai kickboxing skills. Oh, or, so they, they wanted smoke. This wasn't like in good fun. They wanted TJ to have to throw hands. I mean, they, it, it, it did not come close to escalating to that level, but they were, they were definitely like egging, egging my girlfriend and I on and just, just like wasted kind of talking to us in a fucked up way. Um, like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like talking to you a fucked up way, like, saying saying what exactly like come over here bitch like what are they saying to you they were they were first trying to like pick up um on my on my girlfriend who was like in waiting in a car in the parking lot and they were trying to like <laughs> holler, holler at her <laughs> and then they're like so they're oh to, they're so, <laughs> so you your your gumby ass gets out of the car strolls over to pick up the food kk's in the car and they're trying to holler at her while you're waiting to pick up the food yeah yeah they like they like went outside to like smoke a cig or something and they're like oh there's a chick here and then they started like trying to holler at her and then she was like you guys need to get the fuck out of here and then they're like oh that freaking tall guy over there is probably her boyfriend and then and then they were just they didn't they didn't really say shit to me but they were just kind of like harassing and annoying her and but you know sure and we were we were talking and thinking about it i was like this is just such a I like weird. I just don't want to be in this situation because there's nothing. There's not really anything that you can do about it at this point. Like, we well, we, you uh, can pull out the you can pull out the Draco and squeeze <laughs> in your words. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's kind of the, like like I could like I wasn't afraid of the you know one one of the guys could probably kick my ass, but the other one not so much. But you know, two of them together. So even you know, but I'm saying best case scenario, even if I do say like, hey man, quit freaking talking to my chick or i'm gonna fight you guys and then if i did fight them and win you know then 
then like okay then there's security camera footage of me being in a fight with people and then and then like the police get called and you know they could press charges or something or i could press it's just like it's just stupid and it's not worth it and there's just nothing you can do um when you're like an adult person nowadays if someone is doing that it's well i mean look tensions are high fam you know but i do think people are also just looking for any any interaction whether that be um, you know, mm-hmm. harassing your girlfriend as she sits in the whip or trying to fight your ass just to feel something. <laughs> that's and that's that's exactly what was going on. It's just people who are just like, I don't I mean, it was it was a Monday at like five o'clock and they're drunk at a at like a taco restaurant. So like clearly tensions are high and they have nothing to do and they don't know what to do with themselves or with their time. So they just you know, take it out on strangers. I mean, they're just harassing everybody. And that, and that's, and, and these are the people who also probably have guns, you know? Um, yes, I would say that. Yes. I would say they do have guns and they, again, they don't know that TJ keeps one tucked because you, (laughs) you look, you look like a little pussy liberal, you know what I mean? But they don't know. They don't know that you keep one tucked just in case for situations just like this, where you have to defend, yourself <laughs> your partner and your country all at once you know it's a, it's a difficult situation for you yeah i mean i i i do appear to be cucked but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> cucked or tucked our new game show yeah here, like how long gone <laughs> uh, well i'm sorry i'm sorry that i'm sorry that happened to you i've only experienced pretty like regular you know um low level combos. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I do think people, I think like at the grocery store and stuff, I think there is a more, a more at first I found it to be like more, um, abrasive and people being like super weird and kind of like darting their eyes around. And you can't tell people how people are emoting because they're the masks on. But yeah. now maybe it's also just cause I'm in the South, but I feel like people are relatively friendly and kind of like looking to have small talk that is meaningless, but just feels good because mm-hmm. we haven't had it in so long. Which I'm I'm down to participate in personally. Yeah, I'm down to participate in it as well, as long as there's you know they're still abiding by you know social distancing practices and you know because there is it's also a tough situation when you're like out and you know if you have like a kid or you're walking your dog and you know some like super nice old couple like comes up to you and. Like oh can you know coochie coo let me you know what's that what's their name and you're like uh like this is this is fine and probably normal but I also don't know you and I don't know you know if you have the fucking coronavirus and you're gonna give it to my fucking baby or just because well, I have a dog doesn't mean that you're allowed to like come into my 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 six problem, foot space. The problem here, Jason, is that you have a dog, and this is what happens when you have a pet. <laughs> It encourages people that wouldn't normally speak to you to approach you and speak to you, and that is something that I do not suffer from. So we um, have to, we have to remove all babies and dogs and anything yes. anything that could potentially be an icebreaker with with well well intentioned yes. people who do I not think, practice social I think, distancing. I think I think the phrase you're looking for is drain the swamp, um, <laughs> and I that, that is what I don't. I, I, the reasons to approach people are so few and far between at this stage, but I think a dog or a baby is even more appealing because if you, if you don't have one, you haven't seen one in forever. That's true. But I mean, you know, when, when people, when people fuck up, 
um, with with kind of in an insensitive way or with with ill intentions, then you know exactly what to do. You're like, all right, you know, you know, just back off, bro. Like, I don't know you. Get out of here, type of thing. And they'll be like, oh, okay, okay. But if it's just like some sweet old couple and they they don't think they're doing anything wrong it's it's a little harder you kind of second guess yourself of like am i about to like dress down you know a very a very nice uh, if i'm gonna have to to let it spray yeah elderly folks yeah and, and how do you do that in a way that's like respectful i mean because clearly they just they just don't understand or they don't care or like they don't believe T- in social distancing T- TJ, or whatever. TJ, TJ, mm-hmm. respect out the window, window, baby. This is America. It's every man and woman for himself out there. <sighs> I know. And I mean, and that's the whole problem, but that's also the reality. All right. I mean, all all of these conversations can can pretty much just be rooted back to getting a gun is what it boils down to. Um well, yeah, I mean, I know you I know you like to do online shopping. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure if you if you plug in that Orange County zip code, they'll ship it straight to you. No oh, questions asked. Oh my God. You know, they like, just got free shipping to Orange County on any gun in the store. Mr. Stewart, since you haven't been spending all of your income on a juice, a place called Juice Press, we um, <laughs> you're able to purchase pre, you know a wide assortment of firearms and, and munitions. <laughs> Uh, we'll ship it direct to you. We have, we have, it's very fast. We have a, we have a pick and pull system. We can get this to you within 24 hours. <laughs> pick and pull. I mean, pick and pull, bro. I mean, look, you need, you need the AK on the beach to let people know to stay away from your towel. I mean, I didn't want to have to have to get an, an AK 47, but who knows? The, the well, times I are mean, changing every day. I hope that you and, and KK have been inspired um, by the couple in St. Louis who made it look so cool. You know what I mean? I think they really, they really like kind of, you know, sometimes it's hard to see yourself through a new lens and kind mm-hmm. of like understand, you know, it's like you have to try clothes on, you know, some of us, we can't just buy them online. Yeah. Seeing, Same kind of thing. Seeing that couple was like, okay, it is possible to do this in a cool way. It was like, you know, like watching Tony Hawk do the do the nine hundred, you're like, okay, I, I now I have a <laughs> blueprint for how to finally be and act in this world. Exactly. God, this is wow. What a great! I feel like we discovered a lot in this intro. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, I mean, we do have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, someone we're both uh, friends with, uh, a New York resident, uh, Hannah. Goldfield, who is the uh, what is her actual job? She, title? She's food the critic. she's the food critic of the New Yorker. Um, you know, little liberal elite, little liberal elite, expensive magazine you may have heard of that comes every week if you pay a hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, she does the tables for two restaurant column uh, in the goings on about town section of the magazine, and also writes you know many food related essays. And reported stories for the New mm-hmm. um, I'm curious to, yeah, got, to talk to her now that there ain't no restaurants beat. Yeah, I've actually been reading her column, and she's done some cool stuff. I think, and like found a way to like keep it interesting um, without mm-hmm. being able to go to to restaurants. But um, especially the frozen dinner, because you know I never fuck with frozen food before. Mm. Um, so that was that was um, a little bit that was a tough pill to swallow for for. CV, yeah, we're going to remove the stigma of frozen food today. I could feel it. Wow. Thank you. Once again, TJ, just on the front lines, risking it all. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let me, uh, let me give her a call. Mm, yes. What up? Hello. 
Hello. Hi. Wow, worked first time. This is this is you may be Does that not Jason, usually happen? Oh, I turned my camera off. Hold on. It literally never happens. Jason, is this who is answered off rip? <sighs> I mean, this is probably the second time out of like more more or less 50 episodes we've recorded where someone was like, "All right, here it is." And I hit the button and it <laughs> works fine and then also you turn you knew how to turn your camera off which is something that <laughs> nobody nobody knows how to do Amazing. Hannah, did you did you go to college cuz i'm <laughs> sensing i'm sensing that you might be like an ib leaguer after this i barely yeah you college, but i'm, you, I'm coming out uh, swinging yeah i mean hopefully they're hiring at at the genius bar or in the geek <laughs> squad because you are you're a tech guru <laughs> Damn, I mean, look. Seems like a good time to be working at the Genius Club. I think so, too. Look, they can do they can do all the appointments digitally. That's, that's literally true. what they're that's set true. up for. And also, you know, thanks to my friends in Orange County, it's the only bar that's open right now. Hey. This is just the type of humor that we talk about on the show, Hannah. Buckle so up. Good. It's so good. I'm ready. Warm you up. Uh, well, now you're our second in a row, like, parent, newish parent, right? Ooh, like, what, wow. are we talking, what are we talking about here? Wait, who was on last week? I, I must have missed that. Who was the other parent? Last week? You're talking, we do this shit three times a week. This you is last do? week. Yeah. It's three times a week? Thrice, it's it's a, a, a week. thrice weekly bi-coastal elite podcast. Wow. You read the description. No wonder I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> Flood the streets. That's our method. of it, it, We make ourselves inescapable and that therefore people must listen. Uh, Matt, Matt Schnipper. Um, okay. The, the, and he recently, I think, I think his son Renzo is four months old. So what are we working with over here at the at the Goldfield household? <laughs> my son is, let's see, he's he'll be fourteen months uh, later this month. So I guess I guess he's he's like thirteen and a half months, if you want to be super precise about it. Let's, you know, call, would, let's call him a year. I would like to, <laughs> yeah, I would like to ask a question to a parent because I've asked this before. But what's up with all the months shit? I like, think why it's can't, crazy. Like, why is that a thing until like they're five years old? I feel like I feel like it goes crazy. I think it's because they change. Like at this age, they change so fast that it like it, it wouldn't be specific enough to just say that they're one or two or whatever. Because there's actually like a huge difference between a twelve Maybe. month old and a fifteen month old in mm. terms of like development. I think I think that's why. That and makes also sense. Just kind of like habit from like you're just. I think when you're an early parent or you're in, you're in the in the early stages of parenthood, you're just like you're desperate to be marking time because it's like, it's hard. And you're looking, you're always looking forward to a point when some aspect of it will get easier. And you're like, oh, they start to do X, Y, or Z around this week or this. And then it becomes this month. And then, and then maybe, I guess, eventually. You need, you need a more years. precise metric to measure yeah. things. Yeah, it's, you need a And, and much, like, much like, um, you know, the, the world of cooking, it's kind of like, it's kind of like using 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 the metric system versus the uh, the American standard. Yes, you, we need yeah. millimeters, not not exactly. inches. I think that's right. I Thank think you. that's exactly okay. right. Beautifully. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a what a fucking yeah. Poet. And stay tuned. Stay tuned for more um, great lines like that. I don't. Well, I just that is something because my sister had twins like a year ago, so oh I've been God. hearing. I've been hearing a bunch of fucking baby terminology getting thrown around. Wow. And I'm yeah. just like, I just, I don't know why a separate language needs to exist. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I, your point is, is valid and I respect it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of babies, I, I saw you tweeting about 
falling into the mommy blogger explore page world oh and we were, we were talking about explore page um not problems but just pe- peculiarities with um we had a guest with a, the a explore f- page with the explore page yeah um the a person who worked on instagram was on earlier this week and and we were learning mm-hmm. more about that but you you have fallen victim to mommy yeah. blogger explore page which sounds oh like God. the worst i mean no you offense just, you get- yeah, no, it is the worst. You you get. I mean, it's also I'm like super fascinated by it. But yeah, you get you get really pigeonholed. I find with the explore page, and I think mm. I think what happened to me is that early on in in my motherhood experience, I was like a friend recommended following a breastfeeding account, <laughs> which <laughs> actually was was kind of helpful because it turns out this guy sounds like a this, freak. But go ahead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a woman actually. It was, a, right, it was right. an, another mother. Um, but uh, it turns out breastfeeding is like extraordinarily complicated for almost everyone in my you know anecdotal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this account was actually kind of helpful. There's like tips for, I mean, I, I could spend a whole podcast talking about this and I will not because it's extremely boring unless you're Thank going you. through it, but Thank you. Thank <laughs> you're you. welcome. But, but there are tips for all kinds of things. And so I was following this account for a while and I think I followed a few other like kind of, there, there are some like cool motherhood accounts. There's this one, I think I've actually unfollowed them all now because I got just overwhelmed by it. But there was one that was like called designing motherhood. And it was sort of looking at the history of the way motherhood was like talked about in advertising and there were cool photos and stuff. Anyway, I think that I just like sealed my fate by following those accounts and the algorithm decided that I also wanted to see like mommy bloggers all over America who name their kids exclusively things like Jackson and like, <laughs> you know, like the, I think, I think the one I tweeted about her, I shouldn't probably single anyone out, but I will. Cause it was so horrible. Please her do. kids were named, her kids were named boss. One of them was named boss, which is bad on its own, but it turned out it was short for Boston. And then, oh. <laughs> yeah. why would you name, you named your child after the worst city in the world? Literally. I, <laughs> yes. And, she, and also like, she didn't, she didn't even live in Boston. I think she's like somewhere in the Midwest or something. I can't remember. Or maybe she was in California. And then now I can't remember the other, the other kid's name was pretty bad. Too. I think it was, it was I think it said like, was it Holly with a K? Like, yes, yes. It was Collie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spelled like Holly, but Collie with a K. And then, you know, <laughs> she had her husband and they were having a third kid. And she said something like her bio is, or like the latest photo is something like, can't believe I get to do this with you again, babe. And it's just like mm. that over and over and over again it's like there's these crazy just crazy number of facsimiles of the same person it's so bizarre and then i i I also went off into like a sort of side road onto all this is actually kind of dark and really fascinating but there's also like a world of of women who can't have babies but who sort of you for various health reasons i guess Mm -hmm. but who kind of use the same language and format so like there's this one woman who kept popping up for me who is, I think, in Germany, and she has bilingual captions, and she does, like, the same kind of, um, like, those, what are those little boards called where you put, you can change the words around, like, that people use for, like, the one-month photo and the two-month oh, photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Don't We're, act so, like you don't know what they're called. What you are three in your house. house. <laughs> if, like, if, <laughs> if, I, if I owned a cute coffee shop, that's where I would put my pun exactly. for the day. Yes, exactly. They, like, use, those, yeah. they use those Super at various boot camps. Come. They use it as a various boot camp to let you know what body part you'll be working <laughs> That That seems really useful, actually. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. <laughs> but so this German woman 
was using it like to mark the the months that that she hadn't gotten pregnant. It was like so dark. Like mm, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't say that I'm being judgmental because for her, I guess it was like there's like a community of these women supporting each other mm-hmm. through their infertility journeys. But I just found some. I just found it so weird that it was like exactly the same. Like, like aesthetically, it's so similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seemed weird to me, and also like. I guess people find it meaningfully meaningful to share that with each other, but it felt, I don't know. It just felt it just the whole thing. Was, yeah. Strange. I mean, I who guess am I to judge? Who am I to I'm judge? sure it is cathartic to some and yes. you know, it, it helps, but it is, it is an odd thing that we also yes. can't talk about at all or judge whatsoever. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's, the which moment. is hard for us. Yeah, it's very hard. Really I, hard. I, I, really I learned, hard. I learned recently because of like a, a mom YouTube scandal, like what rehoming was. Oh my God. Adopt, I could not look away from that. When scandal. you adopt. Yeah. I guess. So this like popular, I mean, YouTuber and her husband had like adopted a child, like a special needs insane. child. And then I guess they like couldn't deal with it and gave it back basically. <laughs> and, and like, or, and then like, had their lives ruined, but I, oh I didn't God. know. Well, I just had never heard of it. Well, sure. But I mean, like there, I just didn't know about that term. I mean, I, I, I just had I never know. thought about that situation at all. So it was, it was a very big learning experience for me. Totally. And that was another weird thing. Cause it's like the same language that people use when they're talking about, like adopting dogs, like rehoming mm. and, and like forever home. I saw that. I've seen that used for dogs and then also right. for children, which feels like I'm not one of those people who's like having a pet is nothing like having a children, a child, because I actually kind of feel like it is more similar than, than people want to admit. And I found, I, I felt like that became more true when I had a kid. I was like, actually, no, this is kind of like having a dog. Like it's more intense, but like in the beginning, it's, it's actually sort of comparable. But to use that same language for adoption of a human versus a pet strikes me as like yeah. A there's bit there's a lot off. of items in the world that do not have returns or exchange uh, yeah. available, and I think a human <laughs> is one of those. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the tag's still on, bro. I got the receipt. What do you want from yeah, me? Yeah, this you know you know this is a pro life podcast. You know that, right? <laughs> Yeah, just sorry, sorry Uh-oh, to spring this I on you. Go. Sorry to, to spring this on you. Fifteen minutes in, but um, so have you been? Have you been in New York the whole time, or did you guys get out of town? No, yeah, we're actually out of town right now, um, which you know I feel very conflicted about on the one hand, and also thrilled about on the other hand. Um, we are in New Hampshire, where my husband is from, and his mom is retired and very generously offered to help us out with childcare. So we've been here for the whole month actually. And we are going back on Sunday, I think. So, so why, why go back? You just feel like you've overstayed your welcome or it's um, just, no, you, you no. haven't met the mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she, oh my God. She's a living angel. Um, we're going back. I mean, I have to go back for work really. Um, because so what I did, I'm st- I've still been writing my column every week. Um, and it's still about restaurants in New York. Thanks. Um, but, uh, but what I did before we left was I kind of like banked a bunch of experiences so that I could write about them remotely, but I'd already like, you know, done all the stuff. Um, and then also like the, the publishing schedule lined up so that there wasn't like, there's a double issue one week. So I I hadn't have anything to do. Um, but now I'm out of, I'm kind of out of things to write about. So I have to go back for that reason. Me too. I'm just like, <laughs> um, are you going back? 
Uh, no, I, I'm I'm in Atlanta and I'm going to LA tomorrow actually for oh, wow. July nice. um, to reconnect with Jason and just really I'm re I'm rehoming with Jason. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you found your forever home. I found my forever to be, home to be determined. <laughs> yeah, I was say, I does Jason know you're his forever home? I mean, he's I'm your not. Forever. I'm not. I have, I have, I ponied up and I'm staying alone, but I just needed a, a change of pace, but I, I haven't really been, I was in Montreal and then I drove from New York to Atlanta. So I've, I've kind of moved a little bit more than most people probably. Yeah. How are you going to get to LA? Oh, we're getting on the Delta big boy. We're getting on the plane, baby. Nice. nice. It's, well, you know, Delta is, is obviously my preferred partner. Um, yes, my preferred obviously. airline partner it's of the Death projects. Airline. And how how long gone podcast? But it's it's in <laughs> it's an Atlanta it's an Atlanta based institution. So I've been supporting right. it since I you know I could. Right. But they are um they have actually American United Broke Boy Airlines have have said that they are <laughs> going to fill those middle seats. They said and Delta fucking, is not. And Delta because because they recognize the importance of their customers' health have decided to keep those middle seats open even though that's like a one foot. You know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't six feet. It seems yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it is it is. I mean, I flew I had to fly from Montreal to to New York because I could they wouldn't let me rent a car and cross the border. Mm. And I've I've said a few times it's like I felt like the airport was safer than the grocery store as far as the amount of people. Really? There's nobody in it. Yeah. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. And there's nobody sense. on the plane really. I mean, this flight might be different because it's a more popular route, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. but I'm interested to see for sure. I I'm not super paranoid. I do what I'm supposed to do, but like Yeah. I'm going to fly if I need to fly, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah. I don't know. It Cause you guys like, drove to New Hampshire, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a five hour drive or something. Well, as a member of the Brooklyn media elite, I imagine you have a car. <laughs> we do have a car. I'm, <laughs> I'm still like, oh God, there's so many things I feel like I can't say about my life. You know, but yeah, we have a car. It's okay that you own a late model Subaru. We're not going to make, we're not going to make fun Actually, of you. Actually, it's a, it's a Volvo. Just for, oh we thought my about, God. we thought Even about better. getting a Subaru, but we went for the Volvo. But before that, we had like a real beater for a long time. And then when we had the baby, we felt like we had to get, we had to have a safer car. So we do. Car sales, I've heard car sales are through the roof right now because I it's bet. cheap as fuck. And yeah. like people feel trapped. I've heard it's really cheap. I, I bet. And also, um, de Blasio, who is like a garbage mayor did just, um, do one good thing, which is change the alternate side parking laws, which I bet inspired people to, um, to go, cop the, go cop the whip. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So de Blasio doing some backroom deals to, to really get, to get those votes, you know, it's yeah, really, exactly. really, really important Give the people stuff. what they want. Nobody, exactly. we, we don't want to know how much money Kia paid him to say that. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Big auto strikes again. Mm, God mm. damn it. I, you hate to see it. Well, I'm glad you have a Volvo and not a Subaru, actually. I think Thank Volvo's a, a better car. Is it a wagon or a small SUV? Um, it's. I guess it's a wagon. <laughs> I think technically it's a hatchback, but but it's like, I don't know what the difference is between a hatchback and a wagon. It, it looks like a It's like we wanted a wagon and it's the closest thing we could get to a wagon. I think that that's not like, you know, 20 years old. What, so, um, what did, did, did your husband maybe like surf sometimes? No, he does not surf. Mm. That, oh. that, that did not weigh in. No, he's not a surfer. Although surfing is surprisingly big in New Hampshire. He does, his parents do live on the seacoast of New Hampshire, which is like, 
Seacoast. Really, really small. That's what they that, call it. That's what they call it. Here. That sounds like a little snooty person thing to say instead of beach. You just replace the word beach. It, do, it they does. They call it the they call it the New Hampshire Seacoast, and it's only it's only twelve miles long. It's like this little teeny part of New Hampshire so, that is on like the an, shore. Sounds like an exclusive community. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about that. Which I, I love. No, no. I'm you're you're speaking to a man who only wants to be welcomed into exclusive communities. It's well, not like Chris, I, come on up. We're ready. I would. For you. I'm I'm not great with kids. I've never had a pet. Um, I can't cook. Uh, well, you know, I don't know what you guys. I don't know what you guys you. need. Well, we we should we should talk about cooking. Um, yeah, because absolutely. you know that is the beat you cover, and I really liked the the frozen food uh, oh, piece that you wrote because I personally, as a person who doesn't cook, and everyone that does in my life tells me the ingredients are so important. Blah blah blah. Farmers market. Um, <laughs> the 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 I just have never considered frozen food as even an option. To so be I freed you. I freed you. You might say. And I did try mm. some frozen dumplings, President's Choice brand in Montreal, and they were delicious. Nice, nice. And I, I don't. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I don't. I, I honestly Seriously. like. I don't know if I would have done that. And I, I, you know, Alex bought them for us, and I was like, we're going to try frozen food. And then I, and then I was like, I, I thought back. And I said, you know what? Maybe it's time to open my third eye and get in here. You are warming. <laughs> you're warming my heart. Um, or freezing my heart, I should say. Sorry, sorry. No, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> no, that's A plus material. I know. I can tell you're working Woo! on a tight five for when this quarantine is over. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the thing about the frozen food and the farmer's market stuff is like, you, I mean, you can, the thing is you can freeze farmer's market quality ingredients, which – May or may not be what President's Choice is doing. I don't know. I, I, I've heard you talk about President's Choice on the pod, and I'm very familiar with that brand, actually, because I've spent a lot of time in Canada. And oh, I didn't know you were a sympathizer like me. Oh, my God. I'm a huge I'm – a, I'm a freak for Canada. I love Canada. I will, Hell, like, yeah. I will Hell, just, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm more patriotic about Canada than I am about the United States, which for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, my I grew up um, – going to Nova Scotia every summer. So we ate a lot of President's Choice. Wow, uh, Nova Scotia, eh? You're really yeah. fucking getting out there. I tell you what, hitting the fucking coast, eh? That's fucking wild. I can hear Jason, like, stretching out his the neck of his shirt, sweating. <laughs> no, Jason no, no. Turned, when I start doing a Canadian accent, Jason turns into Rodney Dangerfield immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with everything <laughs> except for when Chris does the Chris does accents, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, anyway, the, so his, have you been uh, using and eating and enjoying frozen foods for a long time? Yes, or, yes. Oh, you yes, have? Okay. I okay. have, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Initially, I wanted to – maybe I'll still do this at some point, but I wanted to write, like, a much bigger thing about frozen food and, like, kind of rehabbing the image of, of – the, or the, the associations people have with frozen food because – I mean, because I noticed that that I wrote about this company in in that column um, that I think is kind of on the cutting edge of it. Um, it's called Ipsa, and so I thought I thought that was interesting. And then, but then I also I think I mentioned this in the column too. It's like frozen fruit food is huge in France, um, mm. and I just feel like it's about to experience, or, or maybe it already is experiencing a renaissance. I have I like grew up like my grandmother was like truly obsessed with the idea of freezing food and she froze everything and had an extra freezer in her basement. My dad always kept the freezer really well stocked. So 
I always ate frozen food. I don't think I thought of it. I don't really think I thought of whether it was good or not. I just like ate it. And then recently I would keep like certain things in the freezer up until recently. And then I started to really like work on my frozen food game. And now I would say it's a pretty big part of my what, uh, what do you think some diet. of the best foods that translate to, to the ice, the ice box? I think like anything, um, like soupy or stew like is especially good. <laughs> um, That's like, disgusting. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. The word soupy is really gross, isn't it? I'm fine. Um, I should have, I should have said any kind of stew or like, um, like anything in the soup family, I guess I, th- mm-hmm. I think works pretty well. Meat freezes pretty well. Like raw, raw meat, raw vegetables tend to freeze well. A lot of them mm-hmm. do anyway. And like, and dumplings freeze really well. Um, Anything like that you would bake, bake freezing it before you bake it is generally a good idea. Like cookie dough, even like I think I mentioned this in the column. You, uh, Trader Joe's sells like par baked croissants, for example, and mm. those turn out really well. Um, and then when I was writing the column, I ordered all this stuff. I got dumplings, I got scallion pancakes, I got pita bread, like all kinds of baked goods that were all half baked and then and then you cook them you finish baking them yourself or cook them in a pan mm. or whatever uh, other um, than other than maybe frozen peas do you think there is a food that or are there any other foods that are arguably better when you buy them frozen it's so true fresh? frozen peas really are better i i've gotten really into frozen broccoli too i don't know if it's better mm. but it does it there is a similar like mm-hmm. I think it has a similar kind of sweetness for some reason. I don't know if there's science behind that, but like frozen peas for me are always like sweeter and more tender. And I kind of think that might be true of broccoli. I always use, also. I always use frozen peas when I get a black eye. So I didn't know they yeah, actually, I didn't know they really tasted good. I didn't know they actually. Yeah. We actually, my mother-in-law got a, got her knee replaced recently. And so she, and their doctor told her to buy huge bags of frozen peas. That was like his recommendation so we didn't have to buy. I was going to buy some when we got yeah. here because my, my son mother, loves frozen peas. Does your mother-in-law live in Oregon Trail? Who's, what the fuck? Can't you get like an ice pack? Like, yeah, is, no, is this, a, is this a movie from the 80s? Because what's going it's on for, here? <laughs> yeah, for like, for what? whatever reason, I think it's because like they, you can like mold it around mm. your, your good knee. Point, good point. Good point. I mean, I, I would think that they would make like some kind of a gel pack for that. But apparently peas are what her like very, you know – well-regarded knee surgery. It's very ergonomically to, friendly. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So anyway, so she had this huge stash of frozen peas so we didn't even have to buy Because my son, like, peas are his number one food. He, he literally, like, drinks them and whole. So she had this huge stash of peas that were all ready to go. Um, Drinking pea I is fucking think- nasty, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <I know. laughs> We don't talk about water sports in this podcast. If you fucking tone it down, that'd be really great. It's not that kind of show, okay? Gee mm. whiz. Fair, fair enough. So how's, uh, how's COVID going for you? Anybody uh, anybody have it? <laughs> um, not as far as I know. <laughs> I, I was just saying because I... I I just got I just got my results back uh, an hour and? ago, that, which is why I was asking. I am, Are you negative? I am negative. Congratulations! But I'm, but I'm when really happy to hear but that. Chris is flying. Thank you. Chris is flying to LA tomorrow, and then we haven't even discussed whether or not, or if or how we're going to potentially podcast together uh, oh. in person. Wow! 
Because it's it, be it, it hasn't happened. Um, yeah. What do you are you well, ready for that, Chris? Um, I mean, I think the energy is palpable, whether it's it's broadcast via telephone or broadcast in mm-hmm. the same room. I don't right, I don't right. think the I don't know if the listener will pick up on the raw energy of us <laughs> in the same room because we're able to replicate. Yeah. Don't well, think, I mean, don't you think you like you you'll rag on each other more if you're like sitting next to each other and you can make fun of each you know whatever you're wearing mm-hmm. or like I feel like you're itching to do that. <laughs> I also feel I like uh, is it is it true that the the bulk of our subject matter is insulting each other? Mm, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's fine a, a large, if it is. A large piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely part of the the appeal and the charm. Mm-hmm. You're like you know you're you're a classic comedy duo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Abbott and Costello over here. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, Jason, I am ready to get swabbed and get in the lab with my king and really go. Right. I mean, you know. Okay. You know, I is it is it I, easy to get a test in LA? I'm I'm I've been tipped off to a a private situation where you mm. pay, mm. Um, which obviously I'm interested in mm-hmm. because it, privilege Chris. because it, it costs money and you could get it for free. That's the cross section of things that I like. <laughs> um, uh, but. I don't know. I'll just do. I'll just do whatever because I've also yeah. arranged for a trainer, so I need to be wow. ready for all of these activities in one fell swoop. Okay. Um, do that. Will that be outside your trainer? Yeah, it is outside. Yeah. So that's probably fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't. But the vibe in, in the beach in New Hampshire is pretty loose. I imagine <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, I would say right now, it like COVID feels very like theoretical here, like. Yeah. <laughs> they the numbers have been going have been going down recently and I'm not sure what will happen with this current like huge surge that the rest of the country is seeing cuz they're definitely like also opening up here in a way that they they weren't for a long time but like there I think most of the cases here which were small in number were in nursing homes and it wasn't really spreading and also it's like it's kind of rural the whole state is no there's nowhere that's super dense yeah. Um, the beach, very few people wearing masks on the beach, but also like very few people coming within six feet of you, you know, it's just wearing like, a mask on the beach seems crazy to oh, me, but, yeah, not but I don't know. I don't know, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm often wrong, but I don't know if I'm wrong. In this I, situation. yeah, me too. I mean, I do, I, I was talk. I talked to a doctor about it, like a friend, a family friend who was saying that really like, it does seem like it's okay to be outside because there's so much air pushing around and like it doesn't seem the beach does not here at least doesn't seem to be an issue as long as you're not like sitting on top of other people but you know like people are not socially distancing within their groups anyway like it's like i've seen like so many groups of teenagers who cannot be part of the same family it's fucking teens they're always out. the yeah. ones that ruin it teens are yeah. the worst for and sure they're all playing they're all playing this weird game i wonder if this is a thing on the west coast where i don't know what it's called it's like a little like trampoline and you throw a ball down oh, yeah. into it what is I, that i have seen that i don't know i think it's somehow related to like the the, the southern game where cornhole you yeah, know like that yeah it's like oh. it's like a drunk it's like a drunk game for yeah, dumb people it feels like a drunk game <laughs> for dumb people <laughs> but everyone has it like every single group of teens has the same weird little trampoline so so you you meet up with your friends and throw ball at trampoline. Yeah, exactly. While drinking beer mm. on the beach. That sounds good. That, 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 yeah. I was about to say, Jason, that sounds like something you might want to set up in the backyard. <laughs> Could be fun. 
yeah, I mean, just off at first blush, you've got my attention. It sounds like I could really be uh, be tossing that ball. Uh, speaking yeah. speaking of that, um, you know, I feel like now this time of year, you know, this is the first year where where Fourth of July is just like all the all the wind is out of the the collective sails of Fourth yeah. of July. Do you think do you, do you think we're ever going to experience Fourth of July ever again, or is it just done forever? I feel like not in the same way. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel totally, you know, unim- yeah. unambivalent about it. But a lot of Trump I supporters are very ready. Yeah, exactly. But I like I was emailing someone the other day and I said I was like about to type happy fourth. And I think I said something like something about the holiday. And I was like, maybe someday we'll feel like celebrating America. But it's just not mm. now. I, and I was going to say celebrating america again and then i was like but we never should have been celebrating america you know it's like it's an illusion that like there was not- a time when it felt good to be patriotic to me where mm-hmm. although like my dad i feel like i was talking to that about i was talking about that with him and he still i think has this boomer desire to feel patriotic you know and i and i guess i get that but i feel like my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> Or like an open lie, you know. Tell your dad to call me because I'm taking the pontoon out on the fourth, and we're gonna you're gonna get crazy. Yeah. Chris, Chris has also he shares a lot of boomer desires with your father. <laughs> My bo- no, I I do think though that that Fourth of July is I I don't even I it's I don't even think about it as celebrating America weirdly. Yeah, like I I, I think about it as like a barbecue holiday. Or yeah, something. like I yeah. don't even yeah. consider it. But I know that 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 but that is the problematic root of the holiday yeah, and why we I mean, actually yeah. have it. A lot of holidays get totally divorced from their original meaning. Like lots of Jews celebrate Christmas, for example. Um, but mm. yeah, so I I think people will continue to celebrate Fourth of July forever. But I think it will be really different for a lot of people, if not if not everyone. Yeah, it's not going to feel. And also, like this year, because of all the fireworks stuff, I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to feel extra. The wind is that's going to take a lot of the wind out of the sails too. Did they? Did they? Yeah. Did they call off the fireworks in your private beachfront community? <laughs> I actually have no idea. I I don't know what's going on fireworks wise I mean, here. I, I have not heard any fireworks. I know last I month I I, I probably some. had the worst flag day of my life. What's, what is flag day? Exactly. No, it's a it's another it's another holiday that pops up on your Apple calendar that you've uh, never heard of. What is it something to do with? I mean, I guess like it's just, yeah. I mean, maybe that was the, the the day that they made the American flag. Nobody knows what flag day oh, is. Oh, Betsy Ross. How, what do you think? Yeah. What do you, how do you think they're going to add an extra star to the, to the flag for Washington, D.C.? That's a great question. <laughs> a really great question. No idea. Something I've really been, you know, mulling over in my head. Yeah. With all this free that's time a really is, good question. We've been sharing we just, mock-ups. Yeah, we've been nothing showing is, some mock-ups. Nothing is stuck yet. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make a bid. Jason, project. well, Jason did a Blue Lives Matter version. I had to tell him to relax. And then we did and then we did a re- then we did a regular version. Look, I didn't know that was bad. I didn't know oh, we were no. <laughs> So that being said, do you have any Fourth of July grilling tips? Uh, <laughs> I don't again, your transitions are just seamless. Um I I'm not I'm not very good at grilling, I have to admit. I you know, I've gotten really into like sausage lately as a really easy thing to cook and babies like it, you know. Um 
other than that, I don't know why I'm laughing. Up the I'm wrong sorry. tree. Okay. Now, do you, are, are you familiar? You know, I was I was uh, at, at a friend's house, and you know, in the South, the big green egg is very popular. Yes. And it's yeah. a Fourth of it's a Fourth of July mainstay in the Black household. Interesting. Um, my grandfather. Only fourth my of July. Gr- no, but my grandfather was an early proponent of the big green egg. Rest in peace to him. Nice. But he 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 brought it. You know, he really he really you know hammered it into my brain that that's what you use. Um, so I didn't know if you you don't you don't have access to one. For I the don't have access to one here. No, I've I, or or in Brooklyn actually. But I, a lot of people have them in New York. I feel like because you can get like, a small one. Yeah, it's like and it's like a nice slim profile. Yeah, uh, if no. you're if you're a rich guy, then yeah, you have to have a big green egg. Yeah. Right. Thank you for time. thank you for saying that I have a nice slim profile. That's the, that's the nice thing I've heard in a while. You and your and your big green egg share a nice slim profile. Um, so wait, do you use the big green egg yourself or? or is um, I guess you, I, maybe maybe you're not familiar with my background, but I don't cook at all. You don't cook. I know, but no. I thought maybe you Chris have, can't like, even start a fire. I've, I've been I've learned though. I have learned. Um, uh, after doing, you know, a m- two and a half months worth of dishes in Montreal, mm, mm. I have branched out and I am able to make a salad. That's um, phenomenal. What, what goes in your salad? Uh, well, this is based on a rest Alex's recipe. I've modified it a little bit, but it mm. is, it is half kale. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, sorry, no, sorry. Half spinach, half arugula, avocado, green onion, pita chip, and, Ooh. uh, two eggs on top. That sounds really good. What kind Which of eggs? Is, the pita well, chip has thrown me for a loop. Well, you know I'm what, I, Hannah? I just like a little crunch. You know, I, I don't. I, pita like, chip is uh, is nature's crouton. But I also I also know how you feel about carbs, so I I'm, mm. I'm impressed. Well, because I'm pushing myself so hard physically at the gym right now, you I feel think like that it's I, okay. Well, I just need a little sustenance. Chris, day, Chris only know? uses pita chips as fuel. Not for, yeah, he, yeah, he receives yeah. no he pleasure from the crunch it. or the flavor. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm dipping the pita chip into a delicious hummus or anything. It's just right, a, it's a right. accoutrement, basically. It's just for some texture. I totally. And then, and he's not I happy about a, it. I, I I did not. She she sent me the recipe for the dressing. That seemed too complicated to me. It was going to require that I buy garlic. So I have been buying a a. <laughs> Vegan green dressing, green a vegan green goddess classic at at the local Whole Foods market. That sounds a little high calorie. I'm worried about mm. that. Well, Those... again, this is the one meal I have a day, so okay, if you can yeah, fall back. Fuel. That'd be great. <laughs> they're they're good yeah. fats. They're good fats. <laughs> I recently decided that dressing is like a con because I, I one day I watched this is pre pre lockdown. I watched a friend who's very good at cooking, just like drizzle some olive oil and I think she used maybe two different kinds of vinegars and she was just like very intuitively putting salt and pepper with her hands and it was just so good and I thought why am I mixing vinaigrettes like and ever since then I've just been squeezing some lemon drizzling some olive oil and doing some maldon and fresh cracked pepper and I've kind of done away with dressing in my life that's there i think i mean that's very good and if you do have the 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 technique and skill and the nuance (laughs) to know about the perfect amount to add then it's great but also you lose out on some great emulsions out there in the world i knew you were gonna say that okay guys all right well all right jason brought the word emulsion so we're gonna just keep moving well hannah she knows me at this point (laughs) i know i really want to ask you what you're gonna make for fourth of july or well or maybe you're not you making what are you making me acknowledging (laughs) uh uh, I mean, I don't, it's kind of like our, I don't, I don't know. It's, 
I, I don't even know if I want to celebrate the Fourth of July. Yeah, just, yeah. It Sorry. Just seems... no. So then, what are you cooking? In no, 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 no. I mean, no. I'm I'm making ribs. I'm no. I'm just going. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I honestly don't know. I will probably if if I don't cook something myself, then I'll probably just find a local business to support. I think what what I was planning on doing was having some cold fried chicken in a park somewhere. Ooh, that sounds really good. So I'll probably go to like a local spot the day before secure the bucket and then put it in the fridge nice. overnight so then i could just lay in some grass and and eat some cold chicken heaven sounds like heaven uh gross but okay <laughs> go ahead chris go i ahead, will guys. i will i will may i'll bring a bag of trader joe's arugula for you don't worry or why don't, why don't you maybe you could just peel off the fried part for chris and get mm. and feed, him, I mean, feed him the meat we all know that is the best part uh, <laughs> yeah of course and the, and the unhealthy part I do. I do wonder what. Yeah, the Fourth of July is going to be a bad vibe this year yeah, in general. I, think I guess so. you're right, but it's an interesting. T- it's an interesting, like duality because I think people want to do something so badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have all participated in Fourth of July for our entire lives without really considering what we're actually celebrating because we just want to go on a boat or like right. be in Malibu or eat some fried. Yeah, chicken. it's the same. It's the same as all of us liberal people you know having super bowl sunday be the biggest food holiday right, of the year now right, and, and right, obviously right. none of us care about you know shakira or the washington redskins or whatever you know right right i care more about shakira than i do about sports that's for sure of course <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't we know that's most of sure. america that's for sure but i do think i i do think the holiday will still be celebrated because the, the it's just necessary like for yeah. people to be outside you know well hopefully yeah. people can maybe reclaim the holiday as you know the same way that like in their indigenous people's day is sort of taking over columbus day and things like that right yeah that's I mean, what sure, i would like to I'm see sure it will be an occasion for people to talk about all the things that they have been talking about anyway mm-hmm. in a more amplified way maybe because it's such a like point oh where, yeah reframed you know, yeah yeah that's what i would imagine we love to pivot happen, here but we do love, love to pivot, to pivot. Uh, have yeah. you had have you had to have any have you had to have any difficult conversations um <laughs> not really which makes me feel bad th- saying that out loud like i should i mean i've i've had difficult conversations not really difficult i've had conversations with the, the like with like family members but yeah but not like i've been asking my parents a lot about like various things from my childhood thinking about why you know they made decisions that they made and like the friends that I had or or didn't have growing up so like I wouldn't those have not been uncomfortable conversations but they've been like reflective conversations did you you uncover did you uncover anything that was like surprising to you or um I not super surprising like I I was I was wondering why. So I, I went to a, a high school that was not there. So I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, and I went to public school my whole life. And there were, I think like 10 public high schools in New Haven. And I didn't go to the one that was closest to my house, which was majority black. And I went to one like across town, which was actually majority Hispanic. And I always wondered, I, I had not always wondered, I had never thought about why that was. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, was I, was I, were we doing like busing? And it turned out that that's just not actually how the, um, or like, I thought that maybe my parents had, had like worked the system to get me to this other school mm, for some yeah, reason. Yeah. 
but it turned out that that's actually not how it works in New Haven, which you'd think I would have known because I was already like 14 by the time I went to high school. <laughs> uh, but, but like you could just apply to whatever school you wanted. And the school that I went to had like an, an honors program that was known to be, you know, the best in the city or whatever. And that's why my parents had chosen it. But it did make me, you know, I just, even, even within the context of that, I thought about how the honors, and this, these are not things I haven't thought about before, but the honors program was mostly white and um, the school was very like self segregating, even though I was a minority student as a white person, it's just like, there's just all these super fucked up things that happened within these systems. And so I've just been thinking about that stuff um, Mm. more than I have in recent years, I guess. I was, I was watching the West wing last night, uh, season one, and there's an entire, storyline with rob lowe's character and and uh his his boss's uh daughter and they're like trying to start dating and they get this huge argument about this issue basically hmm. which i which is like school vouchers and that whole that yeah. whole thing yeah which i i haven't thought about in a very long time but it is yeah. topical it is topical now totally and i've definitely been thinking i mean my son is so far from not i mean relatively far from going to school but not so far and that's something that's like such a that's going to be such a hard thing to figure out um because the system is so fucked up in in new york like oh god there's like so many ways people cheated and there's so many different reasons and priorities to figure out like where you send your kid to school and it's a huge mess so i've definitely been thinking about that and talking about that at least with my husband and like some friends but um other than that i think i my my difficult conversations are still ahead of me i guess i have a lot of work to do Mm -hmm. as as i've heard you know everyone say so what about what about you guys uh i i mean when i got here and talked to my parents i i was pretty happy with their response and it was like a pretty long conversation it wasn't you know i i think that We've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I mean, you know, they're just lifelong, you know, Southern conservative people. Yeah. Um, not super extreme by any means, but you just never know, you know. Um, and, you know, like, like I think there were a few things that were <clears throat> like the looting thing, I think is very difficult for parents to understand. Yeah. You know, yeah, which, you which, and I get that. I think that like makes sense as far as things to have difficulty understanding. Um, as long as you understand the baseline issue of racism being the problem, then <clears throat> I think the other stuff can be discussed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think if you if you have a, 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 you know, if you're on the right side, that, that stuff can be massaged and you can understand it a little better. Um, but yeah, no, nothing crazy. Um, but again, I think that like, that was the one I was the most concerned with only because obviously I don't really have any friends that would be, um, <clears throat> that would be a concern, at least I don't think. Um, and I, I you know, I, I don't, my uh, that's just, I don't have that in people in my life. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, the issue. Yeah. I think that's the issue we're all going to have. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. Is that, yeah, you, you're prepared or you're, you're somewhat prepared to be the voice of reason in those situations, but like how often are those situations going to actually arise? Yeah. Uh, unless, you know? unless you get hired at Barstool, I don't know if it's going to happen <laughs> anytime true. soon. <laughs> that's what we're actually that because of, because of that, we have decided to sign with Barstool Sports to make this podcast we're changing the name to Difficult Conversations. We only this talk to the employees. We only talk to the employees. We only talk to employees of Barstool Sports and tell them what why they're racist. It's, it's going to be a good. It's it's, it's going to be a great program. It's going to be do really. Still well. working on sponsors. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. The sponsorship part, we'll get there. You know, but we'll now, now that you mentioned about the, the having a thought about your school school location, it kind of yeah. You know, it, it reminded me of when I was when I left middle school and I was going to high school and. I I was I was part of the last the last year where we were able to pick where we got where we got to go versus based mm. on where you lived. And I remember the school the high school that I chose, it was just sort of like everyone just said like, Oh, just go to that school because it's that's where like the coolest people go and like the hottest yeah. chicks are at. Yeah. But it was also definitely the school where the most white people yeah, went as yeah, well. Yeah, it breaks down that way all the time, all over the country. I think that's like, and even like, I, I guess I've been also thinking a lot about how I, so I, then for elementary and middle school, I went to this, I went to a magnet school that at the time had like racial quotas, which I don't think they do mm. anymore. But so it meant that it was incredibly diverse. And um, I, I think... I don't know how it broke down. I never like saw the numbers, but I definitely went to school with what felt like an equal number of at least like white Hispanic and black kids. And when we were really little, everyone was definitely friends. I remember like definitely having, you know, people of all races at my birthday parties and stuff and going over to friends' houses. Um, But then like there was a, there was a real like self-segregation that happened. Although I was interested, I was, I was thinking about this, like, definitely happened among girls and did not really happen among boys, which I, I find fascinating. Mm. Like up at, like by the time I got to high school, I would say I really did not have many black or Hispanic friends, but all of my, uh, sorry, girlfriends, but, but in my social circle, there were definitely like, I think probably because of sports. That's exactly, degree. that's exactly what I was going to say. That's my yeah. theory. I think yeah. that is like a weird a weird like unifier at that age. Totally. Totally. And and the girls were just not as athletic. There just wasn't that like you know devotion to it. Look, like, the barstool thing really. was a joke, all right? Don't, we don't want that kind of talk. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay on top. You were too, you were too busy. You were too busy, you know, in your honors classes to worry about these yeah. little sports for dummies, yeah, you know. Exactly. I I understand. And look and it paid off. Meanwhile, they were like they were yeah, all these kids were just totally ignoring these like these societal breakdowns because they were all playing basketball together and they're all still friends. Like it's Mm -hmm. kind of amazing, like across like racial lines, across class lines. It really, like it it really does make me feel like, Oh, like sports, like that's a real, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's time you gave sports a second look. (laughs) I think I'm going to look for a basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Just jump off the deep end and go straight to basketball. I'm sure you'd be great. Well, that's what, that's what they all, they were all, all my, all my friends were into bat. That was the sport for whatever reason. It was basketball. It was big. You know, it is the most, probably the most popular American sport. Um, Is it? Actually, well, aside from maybe more than football nowadays, I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I think it's the coolest sport for yeah, sure. Like, it's the most I think. interesting. I think it's the coolest sport, and it requires like a lot of athleticism, which is yeah. appealing. Um, but I don't but know. I'm, I'm, I think I think basketball is probably at the top. Like, like football is close. Baseball is definitely out in terms of coolness. Um, but is that? But that seems like it's that's true. Like on the east and west coast, but isn't like isn't like in the rest of America like baseball yeah. and football maybe? 
maybe football different. football for sure is number one based yeah. on like if we're looking at money you know what yeah, i mean i like, think football is number one super bowl like that's like a much bigger sporting event than like the yes, basketball jason yeah team. jason as a pizza employee jason loves the super bowl yeah. um but I, and I now don't, and now that the practices of nascar have been put into place the nfl is now the most racist sport again <laughs> That NASCAR stuff has been really interesting to follow. Yeah. I, I haven't followed it super closely, but like, I just don't. I mean, the, it, it's a fucking noose, guys. How can you say that's I anything know. but like, it's insane to me. Like, there's really? no way to see that differently. I, I'm very confused. But I mean, also, if you love to watch cars go around in circles, I don't expect you Something's to really. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, no <laughs> shot. To put, it, to put it lightly. I don't think we have a lot of NASCAR fans no, listening to the show. I, don't I hope. Think I'm Definitely not anymore, Chris. <laughs> uh, but I've actually been to a NASCAR race, and I have to say, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I get that, but it seems like it would be fun as like a one-time thing. Like it's like yes, we yeah, had a, like we going had, we were, to the Kentucky Derby or something. Yeah, that's exactly. how I feel about hockey. I've I've been to one hockey game, and I was like, "Whoa, this is really fun!" And I would. I never want to go to a hockey game again. You really are from Connecticut. Hockey? <laughs> no, my hockey game was in Montreal, actually. That's the only time I've ever been to. Yeah, it's very popular. Very, very People popular. say the same Huge. thing about childbirth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you only want to do it Very once. fun. Don't need to do that again. <laughs> Don't need to do it again. But people do it again. People <laughs> do it two, even three, four times. I've noticed. And they all have, <laughs> have great Instagram profiles. Exactly. They're mommy bloggers. Um, I wanted. I saw recently there was some, some New Yorker union business going on. I don't know if that's something that you are able to talk about or would like to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that much to say about it because I haven't been involved because I'm not – I mean, I'm not a – I'm not on staff there. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all very. I, I was hoping you. I was hoping you were going to say because I'm anti-union, but unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. because I don't believe in organized labor. No, I'm fully, <laughs> I'm fully in support of the union. Um, I, it's all kind of in flux, and it's like for for me personally, my like job status there because, um, writers have traditionally not been on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, like no writer even like you know from from like the people who write even you know, Nomi Fry well she I think is now on top because it's it started to change recently mm. um big dogs but, make uh, the cut well but for a long time no even they didn't make the okay. cut. they were they were um, contractors she um, said well well <laughs> are you saying Nomi's a, a big dog because I would have to disagree with you Jason <laughs> we're dogs of the same size no um, <laughs> No, I, 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 no, please! I could never fill her shoes. Her, she is the biggest dog of all. Who can? Um, dogs of the same size is a very cool thing to say. Yeah, it was. Um. Anyway, I I may go on to have at some point. I don't know. It's all like now that the office doesn't exist. I mean, people are still having these conversations, obviously, but it's all just like it's just all felt so chaotic. Um. But yeah, are you able to um, are you able to write for other publications or other cutting ass publications? Um, I my contract stipulates that like I think like the New Yorker kind of has right of first refusal. So I think if they didn't want something that I really wanted to write and I I got approval, I could probably write for somewhere else. But I haven't really wanted to do that. Like you know, I write the weekly column, and then pretty much anything else I would want to write. I think they would like, I, I'm not interested in like, I'm not so beholden to some ideas that I wouldn't, that I would like want to take them elsewhere. I don't mm-hmm. think. 
Um, well, wait till that. Wait till that ten thousand words about NASCAR hits the brain, and then we'll see. Where, then, then we'll see who wants it. Uh, maybe they let me do it. Who knows? Don't give any. Uh, actually, don't give any any heat to the crooked New York Times, please. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I, I definitely could not write for the New York Times. Like, I think there are certain just ethically. Uh, I agree. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I. But like, I think that would pr- there's no real scenario in which they like i think and i think that's i think that's true for the new york times too like those are i think they view each other as direct competitors so like staff writers for you know the new york times yeah. magazine can't also write for the new yorker like mm-hmm. they're you know it's pretty they keep it sort of tight in yeah. that way um so as they should yeah. because i want to pay for two subscriptions you yeah. know what i mean i want to make Diversify. sure that i'm supporting I'm supporting journalism as much as I possibly can. Yeah, Chris so needs nice two. He needs a lot of tote bag options. <laughs> First of all, never, the, I, no, no, no offense to you, Hannah, but the New Yorker tote bag is played. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, much like outdoor voices, they need a redesign. <laughs> I like I like a scenario that she would take offense to that. Yeah, right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to let the powers that be know. Maybe you should submit a design. We're working on the American flag right now. We can throw a tote bag in. No, I mean, that's no problem. Yeah, you guys have the caption contest, but you need a freaking tote bag contest. That's, it's a good idea. It's, I, I that think a that's good a good idea. We're just giving it. Remnick, call me, bro. We're just giving it away for free. <laughs> I'll let him Giving it away for free. Touch. Um, so you obviously, you know, as a, as a food critic, have not really been reviewing too many restaurants, but uh, you ha- – You've sort of been using your platform to at least kind of signal boost some local businesses who are selling food. That's a a good way to put it. I think, I mean, yeah, they're all, all the, I guess that's not true. I was going to say all the places I've written about are restaurants. Some of them are restaurants, but yeah, I, I guess I like when this first all started happening, I kind of felt like, wow, I'm like, I'm out of a job or like at least Mm -hmm. I'm out of this job and I have to figure out something else to write about. And then Mm -hmm we were, I forget, like, I guess we were thinking like, what else could the column be about? Should it even like keep running? Should I just switch to writing something else for the website or whatever? And then we kind of felt like, well, we can't abandon restaurants in their time of need. Like a lot of them are still open and trying to do stuff. And then like Mm -hmm. increasingly they were trying to do more and more creative, interesting stuff. And so I just kind of tried to keep writing about places that were doing something. And then I think I sort of expanded my idea of like what supporting the restaurant industry mm-hmm. at large meant. So then I've now done like, you know, places that like are part of the restaurant ecosystem in addition to restaurants mm-hmm. themselves. Cause it all feels like doing a little bit to just kind of keep them Going. So like people selling bread on their Instagram and pop exactly. up restaurants and yeah, like like some of the like all almost all of those people selling bread on their Instagrams are like out of work restaurant workers, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like really because it sounds like they could be crossover for your little mommy blogger thing. So you know, <laughs> something to think about. You really vet. You need to really it's vet true. these people before you give them the ink. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're legit. They all worked at like you know good good restaurants. Um, she so, would not you know, signal boost a trash loaf, Chris. No, never, never. No. I would never signal boost it. But it's interesting. Like my job has changed. Like I don't, 
I'm not really like a critic at this point. Like I'm not, I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody. Like mm. there's only, there's only boosting going on right now because everyone's That's too bad. Just like, <laughs> I know I miss it. I miss being able to, to, you know, tear people down. Flaming, flaming <laughs> is the, the, yeah, that's the dessert of criticism. Yeah. Gone yeah. are the days where you can ruin someone's uh, life's work <laughs> and, uh, yes. and career. Well, I would a couple say, hundred words. Exactly. I would say I, I, I always tried to be very calculating about that. Like I wouldn't punch down. Like I didn't want to do that. You mm-hmm. know, like that's I would actually, only... that's actually my approach to Twitter as well. <laughs> really? So yeah, you don't, you don't want to ruin the lives of a, of a reply guy. Only. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I only want to talk about racists and like Kanye West. Those right. only, like you know people I mean? who have big platforms and you're not going to dent, you're, you're going to maybe dent them, but you're not going to tear them down. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's the responsible way to to go about it. So yeah, I would I would only I only like was really mean when I felt like someone could take it and kind of deserved it, which is you know still like who am I? But mm-hmm. here I am. Well, you're the one that has been handed the throne for <laughs> yeah, your exactly. accomplishments. So <laughs> gotta use it. Gotta has, yeah. has do you think that will sort of affect or change the way that you approach criticism in the future? It's a really interesting question. I I think it just depends on what happens with the restaurant industry. Like, I don't know. I I, I would love to see it, you know, not only get back to where it was before, but get much stronger. And then I could do whatever I wanted. But like, what's been interesting, (laughs) what's been interesting is realizing like, that as like, even as I'm saying, I would not punch down and I was only trying to, you know, be harsh to someone I could feel who I felt could take it. Mm-hmm. I'm now realizing that like pretty much everyone in the restaurant industry was like operating on super thin margins. Yep. I still feel like there are, there were some big dogs who were going to be fine and who were, fi- I watched them be fine after I gave them bad reviews, you know, but I didn't quite realize how hard it was, which has been, you know, humbling and, and does make me real, like does make me wonder what the future is going to look like of the industry and of my job yeah. Yeah. Why don't you wonder? Why don't you wonder aloud? When can I go back to Balthazar for a fucking seafood tower? It's a really good question. Well, I I think that I think the answer was going to be like next week, right? And now I just read the Cuomo because they're like phase three of eating indoors with really spaced out tables was supposed to go into effect on July sixth, and now Cuomo is watching what's happening in the rest of the country and having second thoughts. But I wonder if if Balthazar might have been. You might have been really close to tasting that seafood tower again. And oh it my might God. be it might be ripped from your grasp. All I want is a fucking shrimp cocktail. Is this just too much to ask? <laughs> but I, but will 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 you be able to really enjoy it though? Is is that's yeah, sort of that's what I'm thing. wrestling with? Because I've yeah. I've been to I've been to restaurants, you know, a couple times since it's been opening. Um, I've I've been I've been to a restaurant I've eaten at a restaurant but it was outdoors. What about you, Jason? Were you in in stores or outdoors? Um, it was it was kind of like a half. It was like a hybrid indoor outdoor thing. <laughs> like in a, like like garage doors. What are we What are we talking? It was about? kind of like, like it was like a, a car in, park. It was like an indoor outdoor patio type of mm. scenario. Um, okay. in like a food court type of thing. I mean, Got you know, but, Jason's but, on the cutting edge of local cuisine. <laughs> so he was probably in somebody's house, you know, in Inglewood, mm-hmm. enjoying nice. rare cuisine, you know. Nobody nice. knows about this. Um, but but <laughs> like, the whole time, you know, if you're I, you're you're just not really able to enjoy 
enjoy yeah, a you restaurant. Can't relax. You, can't you, relax. you can't relax. You're kind of looking over your shoulder. You're wondering if your your protocol is correct. Right. You're looking at a menu with a QR code scanner. Yeah. And That's yeah. my least favorite trend for sure. Yeah. It's it's just like, you know, is I I'm not going to get any more pleasure from being here than if I just picked it up to go and ate it in my living yeah. room. Yeah, I'm really – I haven't decided what I'm going to do now because there are now in New York outdoor restaurants that have opened and I like – I guess I'm going to look for one that makes me feel fairly safe. But I feel really confused about it even even in that context. Like it just feels like mm-hmm. – yeah, it's not going to be fun. I, I, would, I would just rather wait until there's some semblance of, of normalcy yeah. again because all yeah. the reasons why I go to restaurants, you know – are are have not been remedied. It's it's yeah, still baby, fucked. The, the vibe yeah. is going to be fucked. I'm only going for the vibe. All the food yeah. tastes the same. Well, and now I would disagree with that, but <laughs> each their own. But 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 now, like, I don't know how much more I can kind of find in terms of the creative ways in which restaurants are, you know, offering to go situations. But so far, I've been like, it's it's like the, it's the greatest time to eat at home mm-hmm. in my experience like there's been such a wide range at least it seems to me although maybe people are reading my column being like another box which is very possible <laughs> um but I've, I've been really i've been really excited about all the boxes like i just wrote about this um t- two different people who are offering like boxes of foraged ingredients and it's like you just couldn't do that before you could not get someone to bring you a box of like amazing mushrooms and spruce tips and like Mm. you know soda made is it spruce tip season already (laughs) i know it really is so easy to make fun of it but spruce (laughs) sorry (laughs) so delicious they're so good i was really into the spruce tips what do you do with the spruce tip crazy expensive so they um the instructions that came with this particular box which is from this amazing farm called alora in the mm. Hudson Valley, um, they, they, you could make like a syrup out of them and then use it in like a cocktail or soda. Um, but also, um, you could just eat them. Like the, one of the farmers told me, try putting it like on your yogurt and granola, which I did. And it was really good. They're like super citrusy and, and like the small ones especially are very tender and have, they're like a little crunchy and they have this really like surprisingly lemony, flavor mm. and it was great i feel so, like a spruce tip could probably really elevate your plating as well i oh totally they're beautiful they're really nice looking <laughs> speaking of uh, do they have spruce tips in california i have no idea um if 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 they they do have them somewhere but i would have to forge them myself i would yeah. never well, pay money <laughs> to have somebody forge them for me <laughs> why not uh, change your, change your attitude. i'm too advanced <laughs> Okay, okay, fair. You could figure it out. I have to I, dress I, the I, animal myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, okay. I, I have to it. make I have to make the, the I have to make the cast iron pan myself in a, you guys in a look, smith. You, yep. you guys talking about spruce tips is worse than me talking about like Uncle Tupelo for ten minutes, man. That's how niche this is getting. Um well speaking of you were you're just mentioning cocktails and is is something that is maybe more interesting than spruce tips, but what do you what do you think about the the wave of non-alcoholic cocktails and and beverage companies happening right Um, now? I don't know. I mean, I've always, like, they're fine, I guess. Like, I sort of feel 
I remember I, I have a cousin who's a alcoholic. Nutritionist. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I have a cousin who's an alcoholic. <laughs> Uh, so I, I have a cousin who's a nutritionist. So I remember her saying, like, there's no, like, there's really no reason to drink anything other than water. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, you don't get any. So, and which isn't to say that, like, like, you know, you only drink mocktails. Because Sounds like she's never had a monster, not, but she's yeah, never go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess caffeine, maybe. I, I was a lot younger at the time we were having mm-hmm. this conversation, maybe pre coffee drinking. This was years and years ago. But anyway, I just sort of feel like, I've never, like, I'm not that into juice. And if I'm going to drink a cocktail, it's, like, to get, the, like, a little buzzed. So I was just sort of, like. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. You know? Go off, like, mom. <laughs> Yo, I don't drink um, I just, fucking like, juice. I'm not a baby. I just, it just, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like empty calories. Like, I'd rather. Mm. You're telling you're telling me, sweetie. That's exactly <laughs> why. And, as, a, as a sober person, it doesn't interest me at all, partly right. for that you know reason and like and the thing is i don't feel like any mocktail is more exciting than like seltzer i don't know how you feel about seltzer but like if i was sober i'm not a big drinker by the way and if i'm gonna drink something other than water it's just bubbly water like i feel like that gives me the i love the the cold sting of a seltzer that's for sure (laughs) i i just find it all to be like kind of dorky to be honest and just like i I don't i don't like like you know drinking and doing drugs is cool very cool and but pretending to do those things. Yes. It's yeah. just, I mean, I'm, they're sending me some of that new one that just came out. Uh, Gia, I believe is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's in that? I'm not even sure, but a friend, a friend worked on like the design, the packaging and she's like, Oh, you're sober. You should try it. So I'm going to, I'm, I'll definitely try it. I'm interested to yeah. try it. I just don't, I just don't see those kind of products becoming like truly part of the conversation. And like yeah. a, a, in a way that like is embraced by like a wider set of people. The one thing that I think is so, maybe sort of an exception for me is like, because I, I, I think a lot of those mocktails are very, tend to be on the sweet side. I mm. do think that like the like sour, bitter mm. profile is more interesting. Like I do like, um like a shrub or like a drinking <laughs> vinegar, like, cause that just, that's just like a more exciting thing to drink. Or like, um, I have a friend, um, who you you may know as Salad for President. Her name's her real name is Julia Sherman, but she's like a Oh, I know Julia yeah. Sherman. Julia Sherman knows Chris Black. Hell yeah. Of course she does. Who doesn't know Chris Black? Um she <laughs> she has been she's been making I don't know actually I feel like some I don't know, I guess is sobriety would you ever say that sobriety is on a spectrum? Not really, right? Like you're either you don't you drink or you don't drink, but she's no, been that's- this, that's the problem is that like now people like know me fryer spread spreading, you know, Cali, Cali sober. <laughs> no, fake well, news. That, well, that's a <laughs> temporary. I think sobriety. sobriety is a spectrum. Well, like, no, I'm I talking- mean, sorry. I, 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 no. I, I disagree. Actually. I don't think you can, you either are, or you aren't. It's very much like straight edge, Jason. Mm. Well, well, okay. But well, here's the, here's the thing that makes me that I'm thinking about is like, so she started making, this very low ABV wine, which is like it's not non-alcoholic, but it's like really, really low alcohol. But it's I like guess CBD like, of wine. Yeah, I guess, but maybe even I don't know because I don't. I, I we wouldn't. I haven't but decided we. That's if I to me. That like, to like, me. Would you drink that? No, definitely not. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't. I don't take CBD. I don't. I would never. No. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. just not part of the program. It's not what yeah. you do. But yeah. I do think that I do think that like that. I mean, the fact that that 
partying has become less cool is the reason these products are having this has nothing to do with the sober community this has more to do with the fact that like partying is not cool for young people so there's a market there to sell shit Mm -hmm. like this to them right and then like julia like who seems very talented to me like making something like that is very smart because natural wine is so cool and this sounds like an option for people who want a less alcoholic version of that basically yeah, and this is not. It's. It's. It, I just remembered. It's called Verjou, and it's not something she invented. It's like. It's like an ancient. Like. Like. It's like. Oh, like okay. Wine. It's like a wine runoff or something. Like it's some like part of the winemaking process. Sounds maybe it's cool. Just like it hasn't been fermented to the point that it's become alcoholic. It's really good. She's. She, I think that part of the inspiration for her was yes, as you're saying, like partying has become less cool, and she was like noticing that people that she knew wanted to drink less. And also she was marketing it towards pregnant women also. Cause I think yeah. there's like a lot of pregnant women who will drink a little bit. Um, mm. And very, so very controversial. Yeah. Very, very controversial, still controversial, but, um, and like kind of change, I think it's like the, the winds change back and forth all the time. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I guess, I guess, yeah, if you're a, if you're, if you're like in the program, you're not, drinking anything with that. Like, well, not, 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 not even in the program. I'm not, just, I mean, not even, not even that. I just think that like, if you're looking at sobriety, like factually, you're just not going to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. no kombucha. I don't drink that either. Like yeah. bitters, none of that shit really. It's just not really, I don't know. I mean, I think of, again, I think there's levels to this shit, you know, of yeah. course, and there's all kinds of ins and outs that get discussed. I just, I just find it much easier to be like, I, I don't need to think about this. Like, yeah. I, I don't, that's just not something that I entertain on any level. Yeah. And that's, that's easier way to handle it. Yeah. You just um, rule out that category. Also. Well, it's just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really a thing to get creative with. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But, but again, I'm, I'm in it. That's my take on it. Everybody is going to have a different, you know, a different. And also you get, you'll, you get easier. It's easier to bargain with yourself. Um, yeah. When you, yeah. when you don't take such a hardline stance. Exactly. That makes exactly. sense. I same. Exactly. I feel the same way about my snacking. Go on. Um, <laughs> if you you know if you just don't do you know once once you uh, once you open the dam, it's hard to close. So if you yeah. never so if you never do it, then you know hopefully it that will never sense. happen. That yeah. was also a joke, but my explanation <laughs> still applies. I I mean snacking is dangerous, and as someone who's constantly trying to slim down, it's the enemy. Um, but <laughs> I actually, I'm known, fat piece of shit. I, I'm known as a great snack. Like I can go into a health food store snack aisle and find a new product and it's almost always good. I, um, I feel like I wow. have the same talent. I'm very good at putting Did together Did you say I'm snack, known as a good out. snacker? You're like a snack whisperer. <laughs> well, I mean, bro, whisperer. look, like I have the vision. Like if when yeah, lentil chips are new. Good. I'm seeing lentil chips before they cut before they're cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 like doing A and R. You know, I'm like a snack A and R. Are right. you good at like putting like a snack platter together? Like no. I buy no. one thing, no. I open the bag, I eat it to completion, and I throw that bag away. Got it. So you're just like you're just a trend. You're a trend forecaster. Yeah, it's just another. It's just another thing that I've you know learned to dabble in that I found a little skill there. You know? Got it. Got it. It's impressive. Very little and not very valuable to a, a, a group of people, but something I take pride in. I like that. Maybe if you got a job at Erewhon or something, who knows? Yeah, you could be a buyer. Well, mm. I don't think I'm qualified for that, but I do. Jason, I still we need to still do that thing for New York Magazine where we go shopping together for snacks. Oh, yeah. I would really read that. 
That that's going to be actually hopefully video content, which in the, oh, in the time, oh even better. What's the, the budget? Of COVID, bitch, the budget is like you do what I say. What do you mean? What the, what's Ooh, the yeah, I like when you talk to me like that. Wow. No, we can get you. We can get you a little check, bro, boy. We can get you a little. We can get you some fried. I feel chicken like I feel like money. Kanye being talked to by Kim. That that is exactly our relationship. Where where are you going to go snack shopping at Air One? Air One is the goal, obviously, because it's the. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think the snack portion will will be coming out of Chris's pocket. So, so it's <laughs> oh. it's unfortunate that it has to be Air One. Somewhere less expensive, yeah. But Air One, the shopping experience there is so good because you're surrounded by beauty, which mm. makes me want to spend more money. <laughs> and that's how they tricked you. Lastens, <laughs> Lastens, oh, the aisles are too small for us, Jason. It is a small aisle, but the, something about a very narrow aisle in a health food store uh, brings me It brings me comfort. back. It brings me back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. And it has brings- to be a health food store. Well, yes. as a – yeah, I mean uh, hitting Publix or Kroger or Gelson's or Ralph's is not going yeah, to – Yeah, it's not going to I have to. I have to be able to stand in the middle of a store and be able to touch a raw beet, <laughs> uh, you know, a, yeah. a thing of like charcoal pills <laughs> – and then like a a, a a cheeseburger that's made out of raw ingredients only. Oh, I have to be able to yeah. grab any of that at any time. Yeah. What is your while, while we while we have you? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm anti um, Beyond Meat. I think it's kind of mm, gross. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I would like to hear. I would like to. Hear, I feel like you're educated on this. Yeah, I mean, my stance has generally been, and I got I took a lot of shit for this recently because I wrote something that said as much is that like any kind of like imitation I mean it's sort of similar to the to the mocktail thing right it's like like I would rather just either have the real thing or just skip it and like focus on another area and I feel like like vegetable or like cooking with vegetables has gotten so much more creative um or you know this stuff comes in waves so I'm sure there was like some other period of history where vegetables were treated in amazing ways but I just feel like right now compared to like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like people are doing amazing things with vegetables and vegetables are just so exciting, can be so exciting. And I'd rather just like eat something amazing that's not trying to be meat than eat something that is like supposed to look or taste or smell or all three yeah. like and, meat. And so, do, you, do you think that we have Bon Appetit to thank for that um, great PR for vegetables? Mm, no. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they've helped, but no. That was I not a, that was that. not an actual question. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, let me let me get into this. Um, well, whether or not it was an actual question, I'm going to answer it. Please. Um, I uh, no, I I think we have like really good restaurants to thank for that. Like, yeah. at the top at least, I'm sure that's kind of trickled down. But like, um, have you have you either of you ever been to ABCV? Oh, you know, we've actually <laughs> funny, funny you, you bring, bring that, that up. up on this podcast. We've been there before, and that is the night I met uh, Jeffrey Epstein's friend Bill Clinton. Oh my god! And oh my got god! A fo- and Jason what? was able Jason was able to capture a photo of Bill and I on the campaign what? trail together. Wow! When was that? This was literally the last, day last that year? the that the plane <laughs> the day that the plane records came out for Lolita oh Express. God. We it were so we were we, we wow. We were in New York together and we went to ABCV and ever ever the the restaurant was a buzz and everyone's like what's going on everyone's whispering and looking around and it's just fucking Bill Clinton there chilling like wow. solo. Right, he, 
flirting with some man's wife that they were having dinner with for oh sure. My god. Oh my god! Wait, was Hillary also there? Hell no! Hell no! Um, no, uh, Bill down the town with a young co-ed and her hunk husband and the <laughs> his his. His just, you know, his magnetic personality. I just want to get some. I just love their kohlrabi. <laughs> <laughs> but ABCV is is one. I mean, I love it. I mean, I don't eat meat, so yeah. and I haven't in a very long time. But ABCV is exactly the restaurant you you talk about when you're talking about like inventive, which with vegetables. Yeah, like that's the kind of like I eat there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to eat meat. Like as long as I can eat at ABCV for every meal, like so yeah, it's harder the, to do that at home. But what's the vibe if 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 if, if you know if, if a restaurant receives an email from you know Hannah Goldfield at at NewYorker.com? What's the table looking like? It does not work like that. I I fly <laughs> under the radar. I don't. You still don't you so you I didn't know if you had to fly under the radar or if you didn't. If I had to, or if I, or if I yeah. didn't have to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like you know the magazine gives me a pretty long leash. I would say, like, I think I, like I could have conversations with editors, and you know, if, if I wanted to change how things were done. But just in terms of like basic journalistic ethics, like if I'm gonna yeah. be reviewing a restaurant, I'm not gonna be taking free meals. And oh, oh, oh no, and, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean when you're on the clock. I mean when you're oh, out here so, socializing oh. and flexing. I like to do that i just i mean i guess i could do that but i that just makes me feel like that also feels yeah i you i don't use that i use my regular gmail address foodcritic at gmail.com <laughs> i don't play these fucking games well well first of all i very rarely eat out if it's not for work so and and i just like have gotten in the habit of making reservations i mean this is all feels like i'm talking about the distant past because i haven't done this in months but like i would usually make a reservation under my husband's name or I do have some some pseudonyms that I like I just have resume yes. accounts under different names and I just like use them I just would use them anyway even if I wasn't writing about a place just because that's what my resume account says um and then or, you like, like to um watch them all scramble when they see you walk through the door <laughs> you know it happens less often than than you would think or maybe as often as you would think because it's like a lot of places a certain kind of place cares and a lot of places are not that kind of place. Like, especially mm-hmm. if they're not like buzzy places where like there are restaurants that have photographs of all the critics hanging up, you know, in the kitchen. And then there are like mom and pop places in the outer boroughs where they like, right. you know, they're thrilled to get written about, but they're not like looking for you or, or caring that much. Um, so yeah, I just like I like yeah, there have been there's been a time or two when I wanted to go somewhere and it's a special occasion or someone's in from out of town where I've like emailed a publicist and asked for a reservation at somewhere that's like not new that I wouldn't be writing about anyway, like yeah. where mm-hmm. I feel like and it always makes me feel kind of icky. But I Well, it must be it. nice because that wouldn't make me feel icky at all. <laughs> Chris cannot relate. You have sure. some clout, right? Some restaurant publicists must know who you are. I've, I've, it's worked a couple times, but unfortunately, I don't, I don't really, I don't actually do stuff like that either. It makes me kind of uncomfortable too. Yeah, because yeah. I'm also just like I'm nobody. I mean, I do it. The most time I do stuff like that is for a, an advance of a book. Mm-hmm. Like I will shamelessly email a publicist to get a book before it comes out, and I, I think, think that's, that's fine. pretty common. Yeah, like the, I think most publicists are like if there's a chance that you're going to even like tweet about this book or like tell someone about it, even like that's something, you know, like if you're a person with like any kind of platform, it's like, it's not like galleys are so hard to come by. I mean, yes, I agree. In, in our like industry, broadly speaking. 
Well, so. I, I wish I could relate to you guys and your <laughs> restaurant but you reservations, read. but I, I shamelessly try to get use my clout to get in there. You do? <laughs> I have a, do one of my favorite moves is to is to DM the, the head chef of the restaurant nice. and be like, hey, like, how does this work? Do you guys have like reservations? <laughs> like, what? and they're like, oh, dude, are you coming in tonight? Text me, and, you know. That's, that's how. That's classic, how you get. That's how you get a free dessert, losers. Classic that. TJ scam. That sounds like a classic <laughs> mm-hmm. TJ scam. That's really good stuff, but not well, anymore. At least not for a yeah, while. Yeah, not anymore. That's fine. Um, yeah. I, I've been eating food and not taking pics of it. Yeah, it's okay. That's how it goes. Well, it's okay. H- Hannah, thank you so much for potting with us. It was a, yeah. it was a treat. Thanks yeah, for having it was. me. It was. Thank you so much. Good and, to talk uh, to you guys. Tell people where they can find you besides searching the newyorker.com for your name. Um, well, I mean, I have Twitter and Instagram accounts that are just my name first and last, but I am trying to spend less time on them. Aren't, aren't oh, we all? come on. Aren't we no, all? we're not. No, we're I, not. <laughs> I am. You are? I, I, I deleted them off my phone. It's only been like two days, but I'm feeling like I really need a break. And also, like, it's like, it's not a good time for me to be talking. I sort of feel like, which is why I came on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, actually, that's a good like... point, actually. That's well, it's, point. it's, it's, it's not a good time to be talking, you know, with 140 characters or with photos. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's good to have a long form conversation where your, yeah, your nuances yeah, and opinions can be yeah, that's, translated I think that's better. A, that's a good point. Yeah. I feel like more of a justification my... than a point, but yeah. 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 No, but I, I, I actually think that's true. But yeah, in terms of like tweets, like, you know, I'm like, my Twitter account, I feel like I'm like, pretty obviously arch all the time. But like, you just don't want to be accidentally saying anything right now. It just feels like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just feels like not a good time to be tweeting unless you really have important information to convey. So I'm gonna like, tw- I'm gonna keep tweeting, like, when I write something, but I feel like I'm gonna like, cut back on my like, Mm-hmm. you know sort of your your jokes. takes on the world today yeah yeah i think that's i think well it's, yeah you're smarter yeah. than me um <laughs> thanks for joining us <laughs> thanks for having me have a great time in la together hey it's gonna be a movie you can follow along here at howlonggonepodcast.com Link sure is, please subscribe uh we'll talk to you soon okay bye guys bye Hannah.